it's fine. Yeah, it seems like it's fine. <laughs> Everything, uh, I'm not, nope, everything's fine. This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. You know what I, Vargas, I don't know if you've been following this. I have absolutely loved over the past, I'd say, week and a half. What? Is Brendan. The impeachment proceedings. No, oh. no, I've been following that much longer and I love that more. But is Brendan slowly but surely talking himself into an existential crisis on Twitter involving Star oh, Wars? Oh, yeah, I have been following <laughs> that. It's been yeah. one of the best moments on Twitter that that has been... And what sucks is that I, I tweeted <laughs> I out about... I love it so much. So I love Star Wars. I love The Last Jedi. I think it's a great movie. Whatever. Um, and then I tweeted out about the work Christmas party. It's not like I go around asking people like, hey, how do you feel about The Last Jedi? Like, it wasn't that situation. That was the oh, first did. thing you said to me when I walked through the door this morning. <laughs> hey, Marcus. You texted me every morning for <laughs> a week. shit about how you got here in the snow. I want to know about how you feel about Last Jedi. Um the guy, the the husband of my coworker, he had a Jon Snow Christmas sweater on. So uh-huh. we started talking about Game of Thrones and how we weren't too impressed with the Game of Thrones finale. And so we were kind of stood there and I was like, well, Star Wars comes out next week. Are you excited about Rise of Skywalker? And he was like, no, not really. Especially since the last movie was fucking awful. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like, and I was sitting there like, oh, man. And I was like, oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. He was like, really? And then walk, crush your and then beer he bottle in your hand? He actually like, kind of was like, really? And just wandered away. <laughs> well, Brendan, <laughs> you, know the, you know the old adage, don't discuss politics, religion, or Star Wars <laughs> at in the dinner table. Listen, yeah. you're not wrong whatsoever. So <laughs> it's, been, I, it's been, regardless of your feelings on Star Wars, Correct. just yeah. pop over to Brendan's Twitter timeline and just, just help yourself. <laughs> it's just, I mean, especially with all the, <laughs> the press and like the, the cast and the director, J.J. Abrams, is going on their press tour for Rise of Skywalker. And like the stuff they're saying is just really baffling about the last movie, then had their feelings towards the whole franchise. Like it's just crazy. And so that's what kind of kicked the whole thing off where I was like, these dudes are well, everyone. You've been rewatching everything. So you and had Molly to and I've been rewatching, yeah. The prequels and everything. Correct. And so we so that's a, the whole thing kicked off that way because Molly was like, I want to rewatch all the movies before we go see Rise of Skywalker this week. And and that became tweeting a little bit about the prequels and how it's just a, just bizarre movies like all the decisions are crazy like phantom menace is probably the best prequel movie by just far because it has interesting ideas not related to like anakin and blah blah but like um two really great action set pieces the padre sequence is like a legit it's, it goes on for too long but it's a legit great action set piece and then the final duel of the fates like the whole final like um yeah, duh. Darth Maul and Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan, like that. That lightsaber battle was legitimately compelling. But then you go to the second movie, and it's they just totally all the story, of what little bit there was in the first movie with the Trade Federation and the the blockades and the government stuff. It just eschews that and just goes on its own separate thing with like now there's a separatist movement against the government. Let's go, and it's like. And the clones never attack. And the clones attack at the very end. And they're on the side of the, <laughs> the good, guys. good guys. Yeah, they never attack. And so then, so, and then Attack of the Clones is just, that's whenever George, because I've been listening to some really good podcasts that break down the movies and blah, blah, blah. 
And I mean, you, you can see it because George filmed all of them progressively. Like Phantom Menace had the most sets and things. It was still a lot of green screen and blue screens and stuff like that. But whenever they filmed the prequels, that was before they had like uh, motion capture and uh, like stand-ins for like, Phantom I can Menace actually... was in 2001? Uh, yeah, 2001. Okay. Yeah, but it was filmed in like 1999, 2000. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you were talking about green screen. Like yeah, so like you. it was like nowadays whenever they film like a digital character, it's either motion capture or like there's an actual physical thing on the set that like they just go over. In those days of special effects, there was nothing like that. Like they just went at it. Screen, they yeah. basically. So that's why like Liam Neeson, especially like his interviews about the movie, he was just like, I don't know what I was doing half the time. And I it was bizarre. Like it was crazy. And then as the movies go along, uh, the way George wrote the the scripts your what, buddy George, our, our buddy George Lucas. Um, essentially, what he would do is, whenever it came to like a battle scene or like an action set piece, he would just write, and then this happens, and then just move on. He did not break down how the action set piece was going to happen. So, like, was he just leaving it up to his choreographer. He was li- he was leaving it up to the digital sounds lazy. like the ILM and stuff like a that. A lot of it sounds lazy, very lazy. And and I think that was a thing about like if you break down the whole prequel trilogy it essentially boils down to George Lucas had the entire thing in his head. And other than like storyboards and like kind of telling his actors kind of what to do, even though he didn't really do that very well. Um, they, he later on after they had filmed everything would go to like the special effects guys and go, okay, come up with a really cool battle sequence with, and here's the footage. And it was like that, that was how they made what? most <laughs> of the action sequences in the prequel trilogy. And so that's what like, um, uh, especially like in Attack of the Clones, there's the whole thing where Anakin and Padme get to Geonosis and there's the whole sequence in the factory where they're jumping around the conveyor belts, blah, blah, blah. And that scene especially was cut in later and they had no idea what the action set piece was going to be. Like George says, like, we knew it was going to be some type of thing where they're bouncing around, jumping around a factory, but we didn't know how it was going to be laid out. So they just filmed Hayden Christensen and, and uh, Natalie Portman just jumping and ducking, <laughs> jumping, ducking, oh my doing God. things, swinging a lightsaber, doing stuff, uh, rolling uh, around. Yeah. And then they they took all the pieces and put them together in some type of like factory sequence layout. And so like that's insanity. So then you go back and look at like if you break, and then you go like, well, why are the performance so bad? Because across the board, like there are good actors in the movies, and they're all awful. One cardboard, yeah. They they were filming against nothing. Like most of the sets were totally blue green screen. There was no like stand-ins for like, hey, I'm talking to this totally digital creation and character. There was <laughs> nothing like that. Like especially the scene like in a, again in Attack of the Clones, um, where Obi Wan goes to Dexter Jetster, the '50s diner robot bar. And he has a whole oh, like, oh, yes, yeah. of course, the giant forearm yeah. Dexter yeah. Jetster with the yeah. mustache, like cr- bizarre. There was no one on set. Just it, Liam Neeson was, talking to it himself. Was, it was Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah, kind of, that's yeah, yeah. Where he went to a giant blue set, acted by himself. Someone off screen was just going. And ah, then here's he, a line. Yeah, it was just literally like feeding lines, and then it was Ewan McGregor going, "Okay, I got to make something out of this. I don't know what it looks like, what it's going to be, but I'm just going to make it." And, and well, so, and to, having an eye line, by the way, to look at, like yeah, when you're that's talking thing. to somebody, that's nuts. To to all those actors credit think how hard that would be as as an actor to be an actor correct in literally in a vacuum right (laughs) 100 percent. and so that's why no react there's nothing to react to there's nothing to see so like and then you get to 
Revenge of the the Sith, which I think is one of the worst. It's the worst prequel movie or one of the worst Star Wars movies for a couple of different reasons. One, it's the f- actual movie that has the most story and plot in it when it comes to Anakin and his downfall to the dark side, blah, blah, blah. But it's all packed into two and a half hours of movie. Like everything that you're kind of building up to, there's no like build up in the first two movies. Well, they to spent this. the last movie doing nothing. So <laughs> got to. And then again, and then again, so you have all this story that George was like, well, fuck, I got to make him, I got to get to these points in two and a half hours. And so they just fit everything in as best as they could. And then also like, it's just bombarding you with like the opening battle scene of the movie is like a million goddamn ships and robots and like just crazy shit happening where you're like, one, I can't understand what's really going on right now. And it's this giant battle scene of just like, <laughs> like where do we even start? You know what I mean? I please, please listener go to Brendan's timeline <laughs> because he's not even able to get most of those points out. He's just right. like, guys, I love star Wars <laughs> and I will defend it till the day I die. And then there's a big, butt. Right. <laughs> and then it died. And it's just, it just seems like you talking yourself into yeah. being so disappointed and having this well, meltdown. And that's the thing Star is that, Wars. like, and again, it started with Molly and I watching the prequels and kind of tweeting out about them, blah, blah, blah. And then it became, then the press tour happened with Rise of Skywalker and how everyone, like, the entire cast and director, writer, director J.J. Abrams talked about how basically, like, they did not like any of the decisions in Last Jedi, which there's a lot of major decisions for a lot of major characters in that movie. So uh, fine. Like you, you as an actor cannot like where your character went fine. That's and okay. You're worried about them retconning. Everything. They're going to, well, JJ Abrams said in an interview in Vanity Fair, like, fuck it. Like we're going to do kind of whatever we want to. Like I, I'm going to take what happened to these characters and make my own movie. Um, John Boyega has said like, he is stoked to see JJ Abrams, his story to finish his story, which I think is a very interesting way to put it. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just again. I'm I'm gonna go in with open mind. I love Star Wars, but I I just have predictions that I think are gonna happen or like things that are gonna be retcon. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I I don't. I think it's unfortunately not gonna be a great movie. I know you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll live. I think everybody should go in with the innocent love. <laughs> you know that guy who watches the trailers and basically has a meltdown right. of joy. Yes. Go in. Go in. Go in like that guy. Yes. Just Please, be like that just, guy. Just enjoy it. Go along for the ride. Whatever. Now, are you guys ready to start the episode, by the way? Should we start now? Oh, 15 minutes in? <laughs> yeah, we've been riffing for... Probably. Riffing? <laughs> we've been on a cord. Hey, what's on tap, Vargas? I don't know. It's probably this podcast called Debates on Tap, where it's a podcast Boy. where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. 8.2 for... Oh, my gosh. And I'm Brian. Yeah. I'm Brendan. And I'm still Vargas. <laughs> now, what beer are we drinking? Great question, me. <laughs> I'll, cut, I'll fix it in post. Oh, yeah. Well, George Lucas. Yeah, I'll George Lucas. It. It'll, <laughs> it'll sound great. Well, you should have told me that before I was diving and ducking around this room for an hour. <laughs> uh, so today we are drinking Winterbach from KC Beer Company, which I think uh, they're from what? Kalamazoo? They're from Colorado. <laughs> oh, Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> they're down the street. Yeah. They used to be they're from, from my old apartment. KC Beer Co. This is their. Winter beer, obviously. It's, it's a World so Beer Cup winner of 2016. I can see why. It's still- uh, silver silver award. I don't know what the award. I don't know what the tiers are, but the it's silver award. <laughs> it should get all of them. It's very good. Yeah, it, this is delicious. It beer. took me by legitimate surprise that it was eight and a quarter percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that's good. Uh, it is good. It's very good. Thank you for. 
Thank you for no bringing problem. it. I thought I'd thought I'd bring this so we get a little toasty on this cold winter morn. I gotta say, man, as much as I love the Chiefs, I he, don't mind not having season tickets for days yeah, like for these. Shit like this. Because yeah. if I had season tickets, I would feel guilty as shit for yep. not going, but I wouldn't go. I would feel far more comfortable if we had some type of dome situation. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> for any, uh, the day we record this, it is uh, the Chiefs are playing and it is snowing its ass off. <laughs> and I don't think it's supposed to stop till like three. Till this afternoon, yeah. Great. Super. Sleepover. Hey, how was your drive <laughs> over, Vargas? It was bad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, Brendan, we know you're what's new. You've been. I mean, I have some other stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> dive in. Dive in. Speaking that. of the Last Jedi by Ryan Johnson, I I saw uh, Knives Out. Me which, too. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was great. I was legit surprised at some of the twists and turns in it. Like I was taken aback how early on you find out certain information, yeah. and how and then they flip it again. And then that it keeps the coolest flipping. Part. Like yeah, I yeah I, I've been a big Ryan Johnson fan, as is evident by the entire discussion in my Twitter timeline. Um, Ryan Johnson's made Brick, Looper, uh, The Last Jedi. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that movie. Um, as well as Knives Out. Knives Out is a movie uh, with Daniel Craig as like a foghorn leghorn oh private God. private investigator. Just him in the trailers enough it's to get so people to go. good. It's like he is just he is has a Kentucky accent, just He's playing around Colonel, marbles sure. in his mouth. Oh man, it's so good. But it's a murder mystery. It's a whodunit, and it is so stylish. It is like information they drop early on comes to play later on it's so interesting and so much fun well the thing that i really liked about it was that it like so many murder mysteries are super entertaining right but none of them are of the time like that. yes this you know is a I mean? present like, day whodunit it's yeah. like even even um murder on the orient express mm-hmm. was made what two years ago or something like yep. that and mm-hmm. it still takes place in like the 1800s right. so yep. it was cool to see a whodunit murder mystery Present day, yeah, take, take place in 2019. Right, there's a really funny joke early on about this is like the Clue House. Have you seen this place? Yeah, like, by the way, it's, it's very funny. By the way, would you guys recommend Tim Curry's Clue over Knives Out or the other way around? I think it's a really good one-two punch. Like if you were to watch both of yeah. them back to back, like it's. I, I think Tim Curry, the Clue from, from it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun, it's and I love how they do the three endings. Like, oh, let's see how it would have ended this way. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious, and that movie is legit funny, legit really, really great. Um, but Knives Out is it's a little it's funny and it's very stylish and I think it's a better, well put together movie than Clue. But I mean both are phenomenal. Both are Clue, really funny. Clue was pretty tongue in cheek. Yes, but Knives it, Out it knew is, what it's doing. Yeah. yeah, Knives Out has humorous moments, mm-hmm. but it is it's a murder its, mystery at heart. At its right. core, it is a murder. Let mystery. Let me tell you, like what little bit in the trailers you see a Chris Evans character. His character <laughs> in the movie is so goddamn funny. Yeah, like he just wants to burn the whole place down. Like it's it's really great. It looks great. And again, Clue was made off a board game, so I feel like they had to be <laughs> tongue tongue in cheek or people <laughs> going, board, "What the fuck am I watching?" What board game? Life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at one point in everyone's life, there's a murder <laughs> to be solved. So. Uh, I haven't done. Uh, I uh, I've done some things. I've watched Mandalorian episode five, not up to six. Did you see six yet? I did. Guys, okay, I'm it's gonna kinda, say this. It's losing I, me. I, I, it is, and but I'll say this: uh, that let's not judge it before the season's done. True, and it also brings to mind that I think people who make stuff strictly for streaming these series, right? Mm-hmm. That they know they're going to be another series. I think they're, they're, it's not laziness, but I think they're taking their time more. They, they are And John Favreau. Is, they're filming the second season currently. And John Favreau has basically said like, they're going to dive more into baby Yoda and yeah. uh, things like that. And episode so. five is, is um, I'm just grateful that we're getting star Wars content. Even yeah. if it's episode five is self-contained. You could say, you could say, Hey, 
do you want to see a do you want to see a cool quick Star Wars adventure? Right. This guy was supposed to kidnap this this child. That's all I need to know. Right. Watch this, and you can, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you don't miss anything. Right. Like so, it's self contained. Yeah. And it's, since since episode three, it's become like a man on a mission type of thing. Like it's it feels like a like a ninety like sitcom. Yeah, or yeah. like sitcom, like a series. Spacecom. Yeah, spacecom. <laughs> Where every episode is just this guy showing up to something and solving yeah. a problem and then moving on. It's yeah. definitely got that Star Trek feel where right. every episode can be by itself, even if it calls back to other things right. or foreshadows things, right. but it's still... I was going to say Kung Fu, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. he shows oh. up in a town and mm-hmm. then kicks the shit out of the bad Solves guys the and, and then, then yeah, it goes away. Bounces right. out. Yeah. I will say that my favorite part of episode one is Bill Burr. Is very very funny. Yeah, we, we find this is episode six, yes. right? Yeah, episode yeah. six. We find out that there is a Boston part of the galaxy. Yeah, the it, fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> he does a racist Gungan, like yeah. in, in character in universe, a racist Gungan uh, joke, and is very very funny. And then Baby Yoda at the towards the end of the show, or <laughs> Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Uh, that has a very funny moment. Uh, yeah, but but anyway, but yeah, I don't want to spoil that. For yeah, some yeah. People. I, I'm looking forward to it. And again, I'm I'm going in just glad that we're getting some yeah. good self-contained it Star is, Wars. And it's a very episode six is very intense and like good. It's just at the end, like it's like, well, what? Like I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of missing. I'm kind of missing like the overarching plot stuff. But and maybe it's, it'll maybe it'll bring back around and end real solid with a two three episode yeah, finale. Maybe. I'm sure they will. Yeah, the 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 episodes that people have not liked so much four five and six now are more. It's it's him rolling into the town, saving the day, and then bouncing, bouncing, yeah. And that's what people don't like. But it's interesting because that's the stuff that people wanted out of Supernatural and X Files, and they didn't want the plot stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, they didn't right, want right, the, right. Oh, the big season long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that it becomes a trait for this show or right. not. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's anyway. Star Wars. You're never gonna make everybody happy. What? <laughs> uh, Brennan, can you give us about 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want me to start over again? Okay, so... <laughs> okay. Anything new with you? I mean, I saw Knives Out, and that was cool. Okay, good. I'm done with school now, so that's Yay! cool. Yay! You don't get the respect you deserve on Twitter whenever you announced it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Everybody's busy over on Brennan's timeline watching him melt down. They weren't mm. watching you melt up. Well, what? Melt up. That's yeah, that's a new thing. That you, know, you haven't heard that? Melting up? That'd be like casting, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you pour the liquid into the mold. Yeah, yeah. melt up. Yeah. Transforming you melt from up. a liquid into a sword. I told my grandparents yesterday, and my grandpa goes, uh, just let us know when you get that diploma so we can have it tested and verified. And it's like, <laughs> thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself, Grandma. I'll see you at Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh my god, it is freezing in here. Vargas, do you have a hoodie or something I can put on? Uh yeah. Um I here you go. No, this is a this is a t-shirt. This is not gonna help. Just trust me. Put it on. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, this is so warm and comforting. This is like this is like getting a hug from the grandma I actually like. Yeah, man, it's from Hope Clothing. The warmth you're feeling is the joy of helping others. Oh, so that's what that feels like. Each shirt helps benefit either Rose Brooks or Greenworks KC, and every shirt benefits OneTreePlanet.org. Is this why Santa always looks so warm? Because he's always helping everyone? I Yes, if he was real. Uh, oh, what? And scene. Hope Clothing is running a holiday giving special. From now until December 31st, all items are $5 off. And this price stacks with promo code DEBATE10. Visit HopeClothingKC.com for this holiday sale and use promo code DEBATE10 for extra savings. Uh, I was just going to say, so last time on an episode of Debates on Tap, 
Mm-hmm. We went to, we time traveled to the 90s a little bit. We had a little party in the 90s. <laughs> sure did. Uh, I asked the guys for. I got a Rachel haircut. And <laughs> and I whined like Ross. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, I asked them for a 90s playlist. So they gave me three songs um, from from the 90s times. Now I chose Vargas before I, I'll recap the songs, but I, yeah, I yeah. chose Vargas's playlist. Vargas, whoop, whoop. you gave me. Everybody dance. <laughs> Great jam. Great jam. <laughs> Uh, song two by Blur. Woohoo! Yeah, that's what everyone knows. Right. I'm gonna dive into why. Yeah, and then jump around uh, yeah. by House somebody. Pain. I, House of Pain. That's it. Yeah. It's a good closer. It's a good closer. <laughs> Brendan. Uh, Brendan gave me. Whoop! There it is. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a, yeah. It's a really good. One. It's actually Womp. Womp. There it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's sorry. Whoop. You hear whoop, but they say womp. <laughs> womp. It's it's the dress thing. It's the white gold dress. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Baron Stain Bears. <laughs> yes. uh, and then I got uh, the sign. Ah, uh, yes. The, the Nazi group. Let's, yeah. not, let's not bring up the, the Nazis. Again, if nobody knows, oh, fuck, what, what, uh, who were they Who are they called again? Base of Base. Base of Base, base thank you. Uh, I mean, just in the name, that, the name yeah. alone. Go look it up. Just do a Google search and you'll be, you'll be reading for probably hours. You'll get into a rabbit hole. And then Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Right. Everyone knows the hook oh. of that song. Right. Sweet, sweet fantasy, um, baby. Open up and my even eyes. even just the backing, um, yeah, I think people would be more familiar with the the oh, music I than yeah, they yeah. would with the Probably. lyrics and everything. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. perfect. That was thank you, oh, Mariah. Mariah, what's up? She's in the closet. Girl? And don't forget, <laughs> we both gave you. I feel like a woman. Oh yeah, by Shania Twain. Twain. Yeah, and I'm glad you both <laughs> decided to not put it on a list because they would have been denied immediately. That was our, yeah, uh, but keep an keep an ear out for that because that will be on our Spotify playlist, Spotify which playlist. should be out today that Perfect. they are hearing. Yes, um, guys, I'm flip flopping. Yes, oh. I'm doing a little flip flop, and and I'll tell you exactly why. Because woohoo is a bad song. Song two actually <laughs> yeah. is what it's called, yeah. but it's not that it's a bad song. It's that once you hear that, which is the first, <laughs> it's the first, yeah. 20 seconds. Right. You're done with the song. You're over yeah. it. Or, or so it's like, it's like a two minute, six second song. Yeah, well, it's super fast. It is. But it's still too but long. But it could be those first 20 seconds for the two minutes and six seconds, yeah. and it would yeah. be a better song. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the worst song on the two, like I said last time, is song number two and then Fantasy. Ooh. I think I would rather listen to Fantasy for its yes. four minute duration than I would yeah. song two. I, I think I had mentioned that at the end of the arguments a little long, you know, trying to win. Again. It's hard when I don't have it in my ears. Know, it's true. Okay. Um, that's why you, we have the comeback part. Right. And I, <laughs> the, the, that's why we're doing this right now. I like that's that. what I mean. Beautiful. Um, that, that, yeah, song number two would, it would be too weird of a left turn. You know what I mean? Like you would have that. But, well, but, it's, it's not, yeah, yeah. I, for the first 20 seconds, everybody would be like, oh yeah. And then they'd be like, well, who's this? What's this song? Where did that, uh, that oh, song keeps, that I it know keeps going. go? This guy so, sounds yeah. like he's from the gorillas. Yeah. So I, I it's, uh, because he is. Because he is. <laughs> is he? Yeah. yeah. But, but it's oh. not the guy that created Tank Girl who was also in the gorillas. <laughs> that was just the guy who did the art, right? The art and the animation yeah. for the gorillas? Yeah. Yeah, but no, the guy who started, who blurs front man, yeah. he is the guy that started gorillas. Oh, he's the little drug addict looking guy. Yeah. If you actually listen to listen to gorillas again and like the main guy, it's it's him. Like it's like, oh yeah, that, that is. There's a lot of really well, I weird talent in the gorillas. That is that guy. I will say I didn't uh, I, I didn't absorb song two because after the twenty seconds I was just in my car going woohoo yeah right. so I didn't hear the rest of the lyrics I think his name is Damon Album yes uh, that is him Album Al Albam Albarn Albarn you just totally went over the R there well I'm British oh uh, yeah 
<laughs> Al Ben. So anyway, what are we doing this time? What are we doing this time? Um, in honor of the holidays, I know we're going to be releasing um a something an episode of something on a something on Christmas, but uh, I wanted uh Christmas Christmas stories. Okay. Nice. I'm going to go first because mine's better. Yeah, and if you think that mine isn't going to be better than his, <laughs> you're right because my memory is shit. <laughs> that was a bit. But you oh, wanted basically here's the whole thing. Yeah, you just wanted just we're just gonna have a roundtable fun discussion about yeah. funny Christmas stories, right? Yeah. Okay. Get ready, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My Christmas is gonna be Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go first. I have a couple, like one for me as a child, and then two, let's, like let's go. Let's let's. I was gonna say that's what yeah. I want to go. For, like, like, we'll, we'll tell one, then we can just kind of go around them yeah. again. Uh, my favorite story from when I was like two years old. Um, I was born. When Troy Aikman, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, was drafted the same day, my dad has the funny story about how uh, he was basically in the delivery room with my mom and, and me, and the whole time he had the TV on, like watching the draft, like <laughs> had an eye on, like to see what happens. So Troy Aikman was drafted on April twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight, the same day I was born. Did your parents have the, your name picked out before you were born? Uh, like right before they oh, were kind of so going back and forth. Troy. My dad wanted to name Troy. me like my dad wanted to name me Thor. Uh, what other stuff? Yeah, I could have been Thor. Hair, Thor Stewart. Eye? Yeah. Um, so, but now, Brendan came like way late and basically right before I was born. But anyway, so that sets up Christmas when I was like two years old. My uncle, who is like the black sheep of the family, he worked at like a seafood restaurant right next to the Cowboys Stadium at the time. So all the players would go after practice or like games and stuff like or before games, go to like the seafood restaurant and they would eat there. My uncle like knew a lot of Cowboys players. Um, so for Christmas one year, he, uh, asked Traitman, Hey, could you sign? I don't have anything for you to sign. Like, can you sign this napkin for my two year old nephew? You were drafted on the same day. Traitman was like, yeah, of course. Like I would love to. So he signed it, you know, Traitman, like good luck ball in life of blah, blah, blah. You're two years old. Great. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and again, so it's, it's like that scene from the office. It is your birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> two years old. You, great. you are two years old. It is great. <laughs> so we, we sit down at my grandmother's house in Texas and, uh, I am two years old. My my uncle gives me this bag stuffed full of stuff, <gasps> and then has the the napkin again, like this like this. Imagine like a cocktail napkin. That's what it was yeah. signed on at the very bottom. So I'm two years old, just ripping through it, blah blah. blah. I oh, I pull, I get to the bottom, I get the cocktail napkin, look at it, and just toss it away because yeah, I'm it's like part of the fucking. Yeah. What the fuck? Of course, my dad dove. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, like, what are you doing? Oh my god! Picked it up and got it. Saved the napkin, and it, it's it's like framed with like his rookie card and like another card or whatever, yeah, like yeah. at my parents' house. But I, I would say that's on your uncle for giving that. That should have been a, a gift to your dad. Yeah, correct. Like for sure. Even if it was to you, that should have been a gift right. To your dad. So yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. Yeah, like little dumb stories about me. It's a super great present. Frame it beforehand, maybe. Correct. Like. <laughs> Like why? Would, yeah, why would, a two-year-old? He put it in with a bunch of tissue, a yeah, napkin in with a bunch of tissue. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I got to the end. Where's my gift? This is just more tissue paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put it in an envelope. Maybe? I thought you were going to say you like blew your nose on it or ripped it or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was like, I just like tossed this aside. Like, who the fuck wants a napkin? Funny. Oh, thanks for the empty da- empty bag, <laughs> Uncle Gary. I assume his name's Gary. His name is Gary. Him. That's why yeah. I hate Gary's. Yeah. I I don't. Okay, so so bits aside, my memory is bad. It's yeah, you, you bad. Bear, I sometimes I text you and you're like, who, who's this? Yeah, who is this? I don't remember who this. Yeah, but uh, I, I so it's not it's not that I don't have Christmas memories. It's just I can't remember them. Uh, but I, I I do remember a picture. So I was as a kid as like a I don't know probably seven eight years old maybe mm-hmm. loved the Power Rangers. 
we've talked yeah. about them on the of show. Of course, before. Power Rangers loved the, the original series. Like when it first came out, loved it. Would do karate in my room and shit. Go go Power Rangers. Go go Power Rangers. <laughs> but uh, one year, my lovely parents, even though they're not loved at this I mean, table by one of us, <laughs> you love Shirley. Shirley is the best. <laughs> but uh, um, they got me every single Power Ranger. Like action figure. Oh shit! Whoa! And like some like how you know, old? Do you say how old? I, you I, again, I think I was seven or eight. This, oh, the yeah. time might be wrong. Do you still? Do you still have them? Yeah, they're, in the, we, they're, they're in, the in the closet, baby. I don't want to be Kimberly, but can we play? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I don't know what happened to these. My dumbass like fourteen year old too cool for school self yeah. probably was like ah oh, I don't need. Power you probably Raiders. use them in a video to like burn them or something like that. Probably <laughs> actually. Uh, but I, I remember this. I remember seeing this picture. I don't remember the picture being taken, but I, right. I, I was too elated. But I remember seeing the picture, and it was me on the stairs of the house I grew up mm-hmm. in. And I just had, like, they were still in the box, like, contained, you know, boxes sitting in front, like, two, two or three stairs worth down. And it was just me, like, with my arms out wide. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I have all this. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of, it was, it was very good. But, Behold uh, my kingdom of yeah. Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm flush with Power Rangers. I have the entire set of Christmas ornaments of Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers set. Nice. My mom just sent me a picture because she's trying to, like, when Molly and I get married, she's going to give me all my shit that's at her house, basically. <laughs> so she's like, she keeps texting me like ornaments and stuff like that. I've had since I was a kid that she's like, this year is you're taking them. I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. Great. I don't know if they'll fit on my Charlie Brown Christmas tree. But now, do you want to participate or do yes, you want us of to course. keep going? No, no, no. I want to uh, keep riffing. Uh, I got well, some stories. Hold on. Well, it is, it is Brendan and I's <laughs> time to. You know, Last Jedi shine. came out around Christmas time. <laughs> what? What movie? <laughs> Give us 20 minutes. We'll, we'll explain <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, let me back up. Yeah, go. go yeah, go. okay, okay. So the one that I kept thinking of is, it's it's kind of one of those, like, I don't remember it happening, mm-hmm. but... You the, remember the, remembering the, that it happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the story about it is the thing that always gets remembered. Um, mm-hmm. So when I was, I don't know, two or three years old, right? I was the kid that was like, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. because that's when I yeah. wake up on Christmas. And, yeah. Fuck yeah. So <laughs> there was one Christmas where my, am I... Sorry. When I would wake up early, my parents would always mm. say, you cannot come into our room to get us <laughs> until like 7 a.m. I think you know, the like, same thing happened. That's why my sister and I got up so early. We would go and peek yeah. and then go back to bed because we had to wait till my parents got up. Right. Real quick aside, I used to think that my parents were just like making me stay in my room. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, they weren't ready to get up yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all it was. Exactly. They've been up all night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> putting the other shit. So there was one Christmas where, you know, do not come and get us until the clock says, you know, right. 7 a.m. or whatever it was. So <laughs> in my two-year-old head, I was like, fine. And I just went downstairs and started opening presents. <laughs> and like, I remember the aftermath of it. I remember sitting. The spanking mm-hmm. and the, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting and opening a present and being like, this was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> as, like, soon, as soon as it happens, you're because, like, I shouldn't be doing because this. Because I did not. Open them carefully into rewrap. Oh, I ripped yeah. them open like I would. You opened them like a two or three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So of course, there's the you know, every year mom tells mm-hmm. the story about me coming downstairs and tearing open the presents, <laughs> and like mom and dad got up and they were like, "What did you? Why did you do this?" <laughs> and that was before the boy was born, right? Uh, I think he or was is it probably around? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was pre-Sam or post-Sam. But, but he definitely wasn't uh, opening he was presents. Not, he, no, no. Yeah. He would have been way too small for that. But yeah, yeah. That's, I can imagine you doing that right. now. Exactly. My self-control has not improved no. at all. <laughs> You're more careful about it. Yeah, right. I would have I used a knife to open and rewrap the present. Yes, yes. 
Oh man, that's great. Um, I have a funny family Christmas story that kind of shows the dysfunction on my mom's side of the family. Okay. Um, when I was like, I can't remember when my great grandfather died, but my, my, my great grandfather and great grandma were alive. Like I remember them being going, like we would have giant family Christmases at my great grandparents' house. Yeah. Like the entire, like all my cousins and aunts and all the Aikmans, all, all the Aikmans. We, <laughs> Troy came, Troy boy came by. It was really great. Um, but my great grandfather passed away when I was like five or six, I think like, um, my great grandmother, she lived until like, I was like 10 or 11, I think. But my, he passed away like close to Christmas time. And my, my Aunt Christy, who is kind of like, she does not care what anyone thinks about anything and she's the best about it. She wanted to get everyone's mind off of my great-grandfather passing away, my papa passing away. So she made a family porn book. <laughs> Excuse me, say that again? She made, uh, basically took out like provocative lingerie and even some like, there was an adult section of the back where it was like actual naked people and women and stuff like that photoshopped at the time basically cut out family <laughs> yeah, pictures yeah. and put our faces on the bodies and had a flip book for the entire family and for our great grandmother who just laughed her ass off i thought she was going to die that night when she saw the book of the entire family on lingerie and naked i love people. your aunt. what yeah <laughs> you said your aunt right my aunt Christine. no no i fucking love that because like <laughs> That is such a, I guarantee you for at least 20 minutes, nobody even remembered that great grandpa died. I remember, as soon, like, I, it was one of those things like I forgot, like I have no memory of this. Yeah. But as soon as my mom to- mentioned that, I was like, oh my God, I remember some of the pictures. And I remember like there was a, you like can't a, get them out of your head. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because there was like a, a part in the front of the book that was like all the kids. And it was like, just like lingerie pictures, like funny pictures, whatever, of like not naked people, but like pretty close then there was like an adults part where only adults could look at it. And it was like very, very, yeah. you know, lewd and nude pictures of like my mother on like <laughs> yeah. some like playboy playmate. No, you that know? Is, that's amazing. That's, that's and it a was, really and it was idea. very funny. It, yeah. It was like the perfect way to like, literally no one thought about Paul. Yeah, right. I mean, away. mission accomplished, <laughs> but like, but again, that's my family. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that a lot. Yeah. Uh, we growing up, uh, well, I guess still, um, still, going there to this day actually on this christmas eve i'll be there but we we've always done christmas eve at my uh, aunt and uncle's house right my mom's brother um and it, every i mean every year it's always something but it's uh, i don't remember something. it's always something <laughs> uh when, when my oma was still alive mm-hmm. it would she would definitely something racist would be said <laughs> or it wouldn't be a family of, christmas you until know someone, something yeah. about but you know god love her she uh didn't know i don't think that she was it was a different time yeah we'll say that um but it was always something and i well my my goal um when i became like uh probably a teenager through like you know late mm-hmm. 20s yeah power ranger burning time yes yeah yeah that <laughs> no age. no no uh well maybe you know at post high school okay whatever to to late 20s my goal would always be to make my mom so it's her mom my goal would always be to interact with Oma in a way like where my mom would be in earshot. Right. My goal would be to make my mom laugh. Nice. Because the shit that came out of my Oma's mouth was oh, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so all I basically had to do was react to it. Was what definitely she said. crazy. And uh, so, that, so that was my own personal. I, I've never told anyone that. I've never mm-hmm. told my mom or anything, but. That was basically my my own personal tradition mm-hmm. was to just make my mom <laughs> beautiful, laugh. beautiful. 
with my interaction with my Oma. So it wasn't hard because... No, she would say something and like, I, oh, yeah, God. All I had to do was talk with Oma for two minutes, <laughs> and she'd say something that was just like, oh, Christ. But I'd turn it into a laughter. So right, that, right. that was, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a lot, a lot of good, you know, again, I don't remember the specific memories, right. but I remember always feeling warm and fuzzy okay. at my aunt and uncle's place. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a good, good tradition. I like that. That's funny. They gave me a sled that I rammed into a tree on accident. Accident? Yeah. Uh, we had a dog that was like, <laughs> it would chase me down the, like when I would s- sled down the hill. Right. She, it not like, she, I think she thought I was like, di- like, oh, in she danger. Was to help so she was like you, trying yeah. to get me off the sled. And she was like fighting me and stuff. And then like I would, I looked, <laughs> I looked up. There's a fucking tree right there. Went head first into it. I don't know why I can't remember stuff. Yeah, anymore. I don't know why your memory's so bad. <laughs> that's that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, we know. How old were you when that happened? Uh, what day is it? <laughs> I don't know how old I am now. What year is it? How old am I? Oh fuck. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, so this isn't a Vargas family story. Oh yeah. But I still think it's a cool story. Do you guys know the story of the Christmas truce during World War One? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was your grandpa. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Bottom kiss. Yeah, we'll, we'll assume that is the, on the British side and that he oh, wasn't fighting for ba- Bagus. Wilhelm. Yeah. yeah he Wilhelm. was on the other side. Wilhelm. Wilhelm. So in 1917, uh, right at the start of World War I, the, there was, I think it was on the, the Western Front, but mm-hmm. there was a British line and a uh, German line and it was kind of at a time when the higher-ups were deciding what to do with the war. So it was kind of stalemated. and do we keep going? Do we stop? Yeah, it was, it was like, at the time, yeah, where it was literally like it was just a stalemate. Like, yeah. It was like yeah. they were entrenched on both sides and so the, no man's land. There was a lot of like, oh, we're not going to bother shooting at the guys while they're oh, yeah, yeah. You know, eating and while they're doing whatever. So there was on Christmas Eve, um, the... Germans started uh, the the German tradition of putting little candles in their pine trees because mm-hmm. that's where the Christmas tree comes from. It's from Germany, um, so they started doing that and singing their Christmas carols. And then the British responded with their own Christmas carols. So this kind of went back and forth, and then the bands started playing <laughs> each other's. I'm songs. just I'm just seeing this. Yeah, like they played a German Silent Night and then a British chorus of the First Noel. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. So they they played their songs back and forth, and then they played each other's songs back and forth. So then, kind of, uh, I mean, whatever. It happened somehow that they both stopped doing whatever they were doing. They came out of the trenches. They went and met each other. They traded like little souvenirs. They traded mm-hmm. food. They traded cigarettes. They, all this stuff. Um, and uh, at some parts of the Western Front, that truce lasted until New Year's. Oh, and it got such a reaction from the higher ups that they had to pull a lot of troops from the front because they they, they made friends with these. Yeah, That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah, is that like a lot of officers did not approve this thing. Yeah. This happened with. Yeah. What I'm reading about is like a lot of the guys who had started the war and survived up to this point were veterans and like they yeah. they wanted just the war to end. So like both sides were just basically going across the lines and like yeah. hanging out with each other. I think uh, I think a lot of people don't know the name. What was the name of it? I'm sorry. It's a Christmas truce. There's Christmas a whole Wikipedia truce. page. There, well, it. no, oh I think gosh. a lot of people are familiar with the events. Like I think the yeah. story to some degree is passed through. A lot of people know about it, but they don't know that like, you know, yeah. it's called... It has a name and everything. Yeah, holy shit. So I, this is just an interesting part of it. 
is that there are plenty of accounts of fighting continuing through the Christmas season in some sectors and other men's fraternizing to the sound of guns firing nearby. Yeah. So there was still fighting going on when these guys did it. Yeah, I mean, um, they were still at war. Like, it was still right. a war that was happening. And but. some of the things, one common factor seems to have been that Saxon troops, universally regarded as easygoing, were the most likely to be involved and had made the first approaches to their British counterparts. Mm-hmm. They were yelling across the lines, we are Saxons, you are Anglo-Saxons, what are we, what are we fighting about? So the, the most detailed estimate made by Malcolm Brown of Britain's Imperial War Museum is that the truce extended along at least two-thirds of a British-held trench line that scarred southern Belgium. Isn't that crazy? That's hey, insane. It's not all comedy. Sometimes this podcast is just informational. Well, that's nice. I it's mean, nice. I just yes. I like that's the story. Cool. Um, and I the thing that I like the most about it is the fact that the the higher-ups on both sides... <laughs> had to pull troops out right. because once they met with these dudes, they, refused, yeah. they were like, we're not going to fight these guys anymore. It's, like, uh, I mean, it's also very uh, present day politics aside. There are a lot of people who wouldn't fight for their current leader, right? but they'd still fight because it's their country. But oh, yeah, right. if that, if that thing happened, I think it'd be very similar of like, yeah, I don't want to fight you either, man. Well, yeah. Once you humanize the enemy, it, it can't be easy to like, <laughs> Oh, you know, Fritz, Fritz gave me this little can of German chewing tobacco <laughs> So now, what, I'm supposed to start shooting at him? No. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they played a game across no man's land, some parts, uh, a, a, a story of, they played a game of soccer. Yeah. With Fred, a grenade. The, the English. <laughs> <laughs> Probably guy's head. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's a cool story. I Yeah. I think everyone can appreciate that yeah. story in this time because it's supposed to, you know, again, regardless of politics, religion, any of that, yeah. just fucking... This is the time when people just seem to just be nice to one another right. more often. Exactly. Than not. So we're all we're all people, man. Nice to people. Yep. Do it. That is the that is the message of this episode of the podcast. Right. So where for we the, yell at each other for the ha ha nice. ending, um, <laughs> the way that they uh, uh, got the fighting started again is once I, I'm pretty sure it started on the British end. Once they had transferred a lot of the dudes that, uh, you know, did the truce out. Um, they had the band play German, like national anthems and stuff, to get, uh-huh, yeah. to get the Germans to come up and be like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna oh, go right." right. And then as soon as they oh, got up Jesus and like halfway Christ. across no man's land, they gave the shoot order. <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> that is a funny ha. Yeah, that, that's, that's very funny. Hilarious. Well, it's, it's black humor. <laughs> no, no, is it? Yeah, is, is Omar here? <laughs> no, not that, not that kind of. <laughs> I to actually bring a funny haha. I did. I, I think I told that story on the podcast, right? Where she uh, in, last one, last one. Independence Examiner um, was a newspaper in Independence, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad went over there, blah blah. blah. And uh, she complained she wasn't going to get the Examiner anymore. She didn't like it mm-hmm. because it, uh, she didn't want to see pictures of those people. And he goes, mm-hmm. "What? What do you mean?" Well, Brendan and I both mm-hmm. made this. <laughs> yeah, you know where this is going. Yikes! He's, my dad said, "What do you mean?" And she said, well, they announced they're getting colored pictures. <laughs> no yeah. way. My dad was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, man. That is incorrect on many accounts, but mainly they're just going to color their black and white pictures. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <sighs> that is something. I hate oh. my, uh, she was German if Oma didn't give it away. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could so see she the, probably the plates the you have on your wall up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She oh, probably knows fuck. the story I just told. <laughs> Yeah, she was the one who ordered, <laughs> yeah, who ordered the shooting. Fuck. Oh, okay, man. so next time, <laughs> yeah, bring us to, around to wrap up uh, this fun Christmas episode. Uh, next time we're going to get you back to a debate. 
the do debate. The do do debate. And since basically, I'm going to bring it back to Pokemon. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and this this. I believe this episode will come out on the 30th. Yeah, so after Christmas. Um, so we, have so we don't plenty. have to be nice to each other. We don't have to be nice to each other anymore. Why would we be? Correct. I, since we've been playing still a lot of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we've been trading a lot of Pokemon together and things like that, I want to know from this game specifically, uh-huh. of the Shield. 300 or 400 that are in the game, what are your best favorite Pokemon from this game Hell specifically? Yeah. Oh, like you can't use stuff from past generations? No. Okay. Oh, I mean, if it's in, if if it's oh, in okay. Sword yeah. and Shield. Right. Okay, all right. Like basically, yeah, yeah, yeah and you yeah. can use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want to yeah. know what the best one is. I've got or two your favorite one is. Full. Yeah, so. so yeah, that's what I want. Is there a number? Quillfish. What do you mean? Win. Or is there a limit? Limit. Well, you said you want to know our favorite, like our favorite one or our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, I mean, you could do a, a team. Do a team. A team of six. Team of six. Oh, if, boy. If you want to. You can do one or you can do six. Or I, I leave it up to you. Quantity fish. over quality. Qu- quillfish is where it's at, guys. Have you seen that guy? Yeah. He's a puffer fish. Yeah, okay. so That's his whole let's, thing. Let's, let's save it save for, for your save podcast. It, sorry. Save yeah. it for podcast. I'll save quillfish for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, keeping in the theme of loving and giving and, and holidays, we've got something special for you guys coming up. Now, the deadline, when you're hearing this, the deadline is four, well, I guess technically five days away. If you want to win stuff from Debates on Tap, you have to submit us your argument that you want us to yell at each other about <laughs> over the holiday season. It doesn't Perfect. have to be whatever topic you want. Right? There's two rules. One, you have to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. So you follow us on Twitter at Debates on Tap. You follow us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. The second rule is you have to submit something for us to argue about. You have to enter the contest to win the contest. <laughs> Correct. That is, that is the nuts and bolts of it. So by the 20th, by the end of the day on the 20th. So this will release on the 16th. This this episode that you are listening to now is on Monday the 16th. By the end of this week, we need your submissions to be entered into our giveaway. We can only remind you over the audio medium mm. one more time. We will only <laughs> remind you mm. on the 18th one more time, and that right. is it. So get us your submission of what you want us to argue about, and you have a chance to win all kinds of things. You can win clothing from Hope Clothing KC. You could win comics from Andy Vargas's. That was so weird saying your full name, by the way. <laughs> Who uh, collection? Um, can you give? Can you give just one example of of maybe a medium? One of the medium tier. Like, don't give away the top. Like one of the oh, top. You don't ones. Keep, the keep big, it kind of you know big surprises. Yeah. Um, but like like a medium high. I w- well, I went to yeah. I'll give it. I'll 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 give you a couple. There's a shitload, uh, guys. There's a lot. If it could make a noise, at, I'm looking at this stack and it's there's awesome. a lot. Uh, I went to uh, Half Price Books yesterday and I found a copy of Doctor Strange number one. Uh, so if you want something current, that is in there. Um, there's current. There's past. There's yeah. events. Big events. Yeah. It's, um, it's nuts. I. Threw in there um, a reprint. I'm not going to put in an original because I don't own one, but a, a, a reprint of the first appearance of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Neato Mosquito. There's. No, it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh. That was. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a. I mean, that was fine. I enjoyed it. There's a Gamora number one. There's okay. A right, lot, there's a lot of, yeah. lot of okay. number one issues. God damn. damn. He's just trying to give the whole thing away. Let's just let the whole stack off. Uh, so there's those. There, a legitimate stack. 
uh, of comic books you can win. It's heavy. It's heavy. It yeah. is heavy. Um, we're also offering uh, a night out. Yep. With drinks with the boys. With us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will cover your tab as long as you don't go over $5. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we're doing we a will, $5 yeah, limit. <laughs> we will cover your tab. Uh, you just don't buy drinks for the whole bar or whatever. Yep. Like, But we'll cover your tab. We got you. Um, That's why we're saying your tab. Your tab. <laughs> your we're going to run. We're going yeah, yeah. Yeah, to dine and dash. <laughs> You have to pay our tabs. Uh, yes. We will well, cover we your yours. tabs. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, so yeah, Hope Clothing KC shirts, comic books, mm-hmm. bar tab. That's pretty good. You could win any one of those things. Yep. Some other fun stuff. But so. you got to do the requirements. Follow us on social media and submit DM, email us a topic to yell at each other about. Correct. Speaking of email, debates on fans at gmail.com. I already gave the other two. I'll do it again. Fine. Twitter, <laughs> at debates on tap, pictures. <laughs> At, uh, pictures, pictures on Instagram at debates on pictures. That memory of his. Yep. And that's you guys are. That's it. Who are you guys? Hi. Oh, where are we? <laughs> that does it for us. Please tell a friend about this podcast and subscribe, like, and everything like that. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.